This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson, alongside me, as always, as Ricky Wimmer. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And today, it is an emergency podcast at about... Well, I was thinking... When I was doing the intro, yeah. I should have brought my bullhorn. Yeah, oh. because I have a siren on that bad boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I should have brought it. Next year we'll have it like the Rachel Nichols for what was it, the draft or something, where it's like every time something happened, yep. boom, she had the button no, and no, lights flashed no, and everything. No, no. A little smoke, shh, shh, the smoke comes out. I mean, you've heard a lot of pressurized cannons. No, I'm good. <laughs> Anyways, it's an emergency podcast for the Kristaps Porzingis trade around 2.30 p.m. But hold on. Let's paint more of a picture. Mm-hmm. Sure. I was at work today, mm-hmm. and I don't know if anybody knows anything about Chicago, but it's cold for the past two days. Is it's it? been... How cold is it, Sean? Well, well, some people don't know because they're not they're not from the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, it started off at uh, on Wednesday. It was negative 20, and with the wind chill, it got down to negative 50. Mm-hmm. Everything was canceled. Everything was closed for the for the most part. Then today, it got up to a balmy negative 15 degrees mm-hmm. with a windshield only of negative 35. So that meant we had to go into work. Yeah. <laughs> so I went into work today, almost died. My knees were locking up when I was walking outside <laughs> just because my muscles were freezing. Uh, and I went through my day. There was nothing going on because nobody was you know doing anything at my job. And a lot of people probably were like, F that, I'm calling off. Exactly. <laughs> but we end up going to lunch. Mm-hmm. And at lunch, I get a little visit from Woj saying Kristaps Porzingis has met with New York Knicks officials to discuss his plan and his fit. And then I get another visit after I'm done with lunch and says Kristaps uh, Porzingis uh, would like to be traded. Uh, tells New York front office that he'd like to be traded. I'm like, all right, well, we'll have to seek. I mean, he said this before mm-hmm. with Phil Jackson. And True. then maybe 20 minutes later, not even 20 minutes later, at 2.30, <laughs> get another visit. He's going to Dallas. So Dallas gets Kristaps Porzingis. New York is going to get Dennis Smith Jr. Um, before we get into the reactions, because that's mm-hmm. what we're going to get to first, uh, just the full trade. Dallas gets Christoph Storzingas, Tim Hardaway Jr., Courtney Lee, Trey Burke, De- and then Dennis Smith goes to the Knicks along with Wes Matthews, DeAndre Jordan, and likely two first-round picks, and that likely is uh, now confirmed according to uh, Shams, who says draft competition to New York and Christoph's deal is two future first-round picks. Most likely that is going to be— Woj just put out a tweet. 22-24? 21-23. 21, uh, 21 is unprotected. 23 is 1 through 10. Okay. I'm, and they're also saying that Mavs are discussing with the Hawks that they're changing the protections on the pick to Atlanta mm-hmm. that was supposed to be unprotected yep. by 2023. Well, that so. was the thing with the Atlanta thing was because they they only got, I think they, I thought they only got one, one pick from that. Um, and that was uh, a protected pick for this year, mm-hmm. but if it didn't, it rolled over to 2020. So I thought the 2021 one was not going to be tradable because you couldn't go back to back. So it had to be like lottery protected just in case because because of the the protection. So maybe they're rolling back some of those protections. But most likely, yep. uh, like what we're just saying, 2021, 2023 uh, are going to be the two first round picks. So boys. I have a lot to say about this draft or this trade, but I've been mm-hmm. talking for a while. Ricky, I'm going to go to you first. What was your immediate reaction to the Kristaps Porzingis trade? Well, kind of like you, I'll tell a little story where I was eating lunch, watching the jump right at 2 o'clock. And after they get through their Anthony Davis talk, they're talking about Kristaps Porzingis and how he wants to be traded. And right after I finished lunch, it's like, okay, going to turn off the TV, going to go down and play some Kingdom Hearts. You text us, ba-ding, ba-ding. There we go. Chris Stapps has been traded. 
And my first initial thought was based off of what the Knicks got. This is great for for me. Great for New York. You're going to open up two max salary spots for that team. Potentially going to be buying out uh, Wesley. Going to potentially be buying out DeAndre Jordan. This for the Knicks is like, hey, if you don't want to be here, that's great. We're going to move on from you because we got stuff that we want to do. And his name is Kevin Durant. And now this kind of segues them into a push. Kevin Durant and who coming this offseason, hopefully for the Knicks, in free agency. Dave, what were your immediate thoughts? My immediate thought was, how lucky is this Luka kid? <laughs> like, he walks into town and he's like, all right, so your last year's first round pick, he, he doesn't jive so great with me. I love the guy, but, you know, it's it, it's it's not going to work out long term. So they move him and they go get the freaking unicorn to add next to him. Poor Devin Booker's, you know, a, a couple, just a couple hundred miles away, being like, can I get any help? Can, can anybody want to come play in Phoenix? You know, anybody want to do anything? No. So Luca's lucky. Uh, that's a, that's amazing. And yeah, the New York thing, I think it's it's very boomer bust. You know, they they have like Ricky said the potential for two uh, max contracts coming up, uh, depending on their buyouts and if they make any more moves prior to that top, prior to free agency. Uh, the other thing that I wonder is like, what are the odds that they come out of this with like neither of those guys and they just have to eat like B and T C or B and C tier guys. Well, and that's the big thing that we'll get to after this. I just wanted to get, you know, obviously your first reactions. Um, And that's going to be the biggest thing that we're going to talk about is obviously the the, uh, cap space. Uh, that they have acquired, I think it's now up to $77 million. Um, But I've pretty much seen two reactions so yep. far. It's the pro-Knicks camp and it's the anti-Knicks camp. Mm-hmm. On the pro side, you see things like Colin Cowher, where I think he makes a fairly decent po- point. Best day for Knicks in over a decade and fan base is complaining, huh? You now have a future star in Kevin Knox, uh, room for two free agent stars, and a shot at potential megastar Zion. Because, again, they are still a t- terrible team. They just got rid of Chris Stops, but they also got rid of Tim Hardaway Jr., who was their leading scorer, yep. and Courtney Lee, who was a fine bench piece. And now they're going to buy out DeAndre Jordan. They're going to buy out uh, Wesley Matthews most likely because they're both on one-year deals. They can just ship them off, let them go, and their money's going to be off the books anyways at the end of the year. So that frees up that cap space and also allows you to tank more. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you got to be top three, but at least you're going to keep your top three spot um, and maybe even just inch closer to that number one spot um, just because it's good looking. Also, you're still going to have higher uh, chances to stay in the top three if you are at number one. Um, and then he goes on to finish, and you're unhappy. Did you really want to sign the brittle Porzingis to a max deal? Pass. That's a huge thing for the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Is Chris Stapps has been injured. He's been out for a year and a half, pretty much now, uh, with this ACL tear. And we don't know how seven three foot, you know, seven three uh, monsters are going to come back from an ACL tear. It's pretty much new territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing guys that big tear their ACL, and then the other part is just. Knicks fans that are crushed because Chris Stapps was pretty much the franchise for the past four years now. Um, some people will argue Melo a little bit uh, overlapping in 2015. Uh, but for the last, you know, probably three good years, Chris Stapps has been the brightest part about mm-hmm. the New York Knicks. And now you're dumping him for just cap. And now all of this is just dependent on if you can sign free agents. And I don't know if that's truly possible. I've obviously been a vocal uh, person that's against the Knicks and against the Knicks signing free agents because I haven't seen it in my life happen, at least sign great stars. Mm-hmm. I, I think Allen Houston's been their best signing since I was alive. Amari Stoudemire would be up there. But those are pretty much the two that I've seen. And where has that gotten New York? Nowhere. That has not gotten New York to a fruitful, successful spot in my lifetime. The closest they got to anywhere like that was the Carmelo run from about 2010 to like 2013. That was the best New York Knicks years I've seen. And the thing that I look at with New York 
is there's three main reasons why people go to cities to to, to go to different teams and, mm-hmm. and change teams of free agency. One is the players that they're playing with. Who are these free agents like Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, um, Anthony Davis, you know, in a couple of years, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, who are they going to be playing with outside of the other free agents? Who's on this team that's drawing your attention? You just traded traded the biggest benchmark, the biggest piece in Kristaps Porzingis away. So now you have to play with Dennis Smith Jr., who was not going to make it on his Dallas team. There was, you know, obviously fighting within the Mavericks and Dennis Smith about his role and about his future because he didn't fit with Luka Doncic. They moved on from him. You're going to be proud, possibly playing with Zion Williamson, but what if you don't get Zion Williamson on June 23rd? You're stuck with R.J. Barrett and your John Morant, and they're both great players, but mm-hmm. they're not Zion Williamson-type level players. Who are you playing with? There's no stars there, and it's just dependent on those two guys, two free agents, going and playing with each other. I the mean, other thing would be the coach. Mm-hmm. I'm Fisdale's a fine coach. Fisdale, I think he's a good coach. I think he's probably you know mid-level coach right now. He hasn't proved anything outside of that one uh, run in, in, in Memphis for the playoffs. But he hasn't proved much. And you look at the biggest free agent last year in LeBron James, a guy who played for Fisdale, mm-hmm. he didn't even take a meeting with New York. So what is this going to do? What does it say about the coach, about <laughs> the guy who knew Fisdale the best, about not even taking a meeting let, with him? Well, and the last let's one un- would let's just be the, the last one would be three. I'm just mm-hmm. laying it out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Setting the, the scene. last one would be New York. I mean, obviously, New York is a huge market. It's a huge mecca. And if you go to New York and win them the first championship since 1973, mm-hmm. that would be massive. You would become the biggest star in New York, and that would mean so much for your personal wealth, more than any max contract could ever mean. But that is such a hard hill to climb if you're Kevin Durant, if you're Kawhi Leonard, if you're Jimmy Butler, or if you're Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, or two of them even. Even if you get both of those guys, yeah. that is such a hard hill to climb. I don't know where I stand at this mm-hmm. right now, but it's going to be a huge, huge offseason for New York. If I'm a Knicks fan right now, because I'm going to unpack everything mm-hmm. you just laid out, I am nervously excited. And the reason being is like Dave said, now it all depends on can you nail those free agents. And the things that I look at, I'm going to kind of go in reverse order of what you laid out. Number one, New York getting them their first title. Guys aren't even going to, like if they think of that and they don't want to be there because of that, you don't want that player. You want that player that's going to be like, you know what? I'm so confident I'm going to come in here. We are going to win. We are going to get a championship. Mm -hmm. You don't want somebody that's going to be afraid of that moment. It's kind of like with me with the Bulls. I don't want someone that's going to come in and be afraid of Jordan Shadow. And and one thing that I will say, too, on that point, you look at the three of the four guys Mm -hmm. that I mentioned, and I know some people will give Kawhi credit, but so far, I think just with the way that he handled his last season with San Antonio, I'm a little bit iffy on this, but Kevin Durant has clearly rose to the occasion. Look at the Mm -hmm. last two finals. Jimmy Butler has hit plenty Mm -hmm. of big shots, and Kyrie Irving hit one of the biggest shots in the past five years. exactly. And I mean, kind of the then going in reverse, the thing you said about LeBron— Let's be honest. LeBron didn't give New York a meeting because LeBron knew before the finals ended that he was going to L.A. Like he that to me was a I'm not going to waste your time. What? I'm not wasting my time. I'm not going to waste your time. I'm going but, to L.A. But then why did he waste Philly's time? Because he wanted to be a dick to Philly. Like, why? What, is he, what, is, what beef does he have against Philly? I don't know. I mean, for me, I'm just looking at it. No, 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 but, but I'm also poking, I'm trying well, to poke holes in that because well, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm well, trying to paint the picture way. that he didn't take a meeting with New York because, because New York didn't have anything well, to offer him. There's not just, like, he knew he was going to go out to L.A. The only reason Philly was in the conversation is, like, you just said the opposite of with New York. Philly at least could compete for a championship, and he probably, 
The only reason he gave Philly that little bit of an option was, ooh, the the East is weaker than the West. Would my road to the finals be easier? And that's the only reason they were in the discussion. A little but part he two knew he was going to LA. Ben Simmons and Rich Paul's well, relationship as and well. That but too. I don't yeah. want to not yeah. mention that. And then the thing you said about Zion. Let's say they don't get Zion. If I'm KD and you get RJ Barrett or you get John Morant or you get any top five pick, I'm fine with that because I'm not expecting those guys except for Zion to come out. And really, let's be honest, I don't know if a player like Kevin Durant would expect Zion Williamson to be at the level that he is at. And with the con- like the mm-hmm. roster that you're looking at where you're like, oh, who are you going to play with? You get to basically be like what LeBron James has been every year he was in Cleveland, what we're seeing now in L.A. Hey, I'm coming with you. You're Me and you are going to be the max slots. Now let's work and get those mid-tier guys that we like. And with Fizdale, I know he hasn't done anything, but A, he wasn't given the opportunity to do anything in Memphis, and right now in New York, he's building a culture well, with the Knicks. Let me let me poke at this, and then we'll bring mm-hmm. Dave in. Uh, the thing with Fizdale is, yes, I'm not saying that Fizdale does not have room to grow. Yeah. I think Fizdale well, has, I, is, has the potential to I be a great coach. I just hate when people bash on him because it's no. like he never had anything to do my, in Memphis. My thing they is, got rid of him too My quick. thing is, is that... A big thing that's going to attract free agents Mm -hmm. to a place is going to be the basketball status of the people they have in power. Los Angeles has Magic Johnson. Los Angeles also has Jerry West. It was a big thing with uh, Kevin Durant uh, in going to Golden State was Mm -hmm. Jerry West's presence. You also look at Pat Riley out in Miami. Having him in the front office helped LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh come together. You look at Daryl Morey and his ability to play up and and surround James Harden with pieces, that's a huge thing as well. You look at Sam Presti out in Oklahoma City, what he's been able to do with that roster and consistently overturn it, that gives you credentials. And then finally, Greg Popovich. I know he hasn't been able to at least bring in big free agent names, but San Antonio has become a brand name in sports, and you know there's no other sports teams there. There's no football team. There's no uh, baseball team. They're the only sport out there, and they are a brand name. So he's turned mm-hmm. a small market into something big, and everybody knows Pop. That's why he's the coach of the you know USA team, and he, he's been a part of that program for so long. He is a brand name. So having those names out there are huge. New York doesn't have that brand name. Fisdale has the ability to be a good coach, um, but right now he is not at that level of a Jerry West, Greg Popovich. Um, and the thing with the Lakers, too, I mean, I don't think Luke Walton's LeBron's boy, but having Clearly Magic not. Johnson there definitely helps, you know, making that transition. But, I mean, who's above David Fisdale? And that's the big problem with New York. That's what everyone mm-hmm. knows. It's 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 the thing that's probably going to prevent them from being as successful as they potentially could have been without Dolan there. Like, that's, it's the big holdup. And I think that's one of the biggest question marks I've got about this whole thing is, you know, you talk about you could entrench yourself as like a legend in New York. There's so much potential for you to be there and to do these great things. But at the same time, you have to have faith that front office that has not been able to prove themselves to set you up for the best path to success. They've just made bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. Well, they got a new, like, I would say everything prior Ownership to... Ownership down. I'm just... I'm, well, I'm saying, is I'm saying everything yeah. up until, like, from July 14th, 2017, and before, yeah, throw that all out the window. How? Except for the How owner part, the because with the GM, that's when they brought in Scott Perry but to be their new GM. A big thing with New York is Dolan. That mm-hmm. you cannot overlook he's a shadow Dolan's of the team. power and and what he's lacked 
um, in ownership and lacked in, uh, you know, at least uh, vision the for this team. The decisions made on the team, decisions made on personnel. Have just been horrible. Yeah. So, and also, how can you just put, you know, faith into someone who was hired by James Dolan? You can't put mm-hmm. faith into Scott Perry. You can't put faith into Steve Mills because what have they done? You, I mean, you can't look at anything on this roster and be like, wow, look at what Scott Perry's been able to do for the New York Knicks. I haven't looked at a single move. Like, yes, Noah Von Ley's been a very good pickup. Mitchell Robinson's been a very good pickup. But at bench, those guys are bench pieces. And maybe Mitchell Robinson can grow into a little bit more, but I'm yeah. not entirely sure. And yeah. Kevin Knox was a good pick, but also you had nine other guys go before you. So the, you know, the, the, the crop of players to pick at that point was getting pretty thin. Last year in that mock draft, we didn't have them dropping past the Knicks, I don't believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Again, I haven't seen any moves from Scott Perry, and this is his probably his biggest move so far. Absolutely, that has you know given me full faith in into him. So again, I'm not saying this is a bad move for the Knicks, but he has to hit this year, and that's going to be a tough thing to do when you don't have a lot to sell outside of the city you play in. Because again, you can go to Los Angeles. Both teams are in better spots with Jerry West mm-hmm. and uh, Magic Johnson, and you don't have to deal with the cold. You can play in beautiful, sunny L.A. in the <laughs> Staples Center, 41 games every single season. Mm-hmm. Why, why, what is drawing people to New York outside of the fact that it's New York City? Well, and that, that's it. Like, that is the biggest selling piece is that, A, it's New York City. B, if you're the one, like, and I'm focusing on Kevin Durant because that's going to be their target. Yeah, of course. L- you're talking about legacy, right? Like, right now, he's going to have the same amount of titles after this year if the Warriors win mm-hmm. as LeBron. When the Warriors win. So he won't yeah, have to worry about chasing LeBron. Okay. On your legacy, what is going to put you over the map with LeBron? Because I know KD's thinking about it. He might say he's not, but he is. If you go to New York and win a title with the Knicks— before LeBron wins one with the Lakers. That, and how bad does that make LeBron look? Though? That would be the only selling point that I could personally mm-hmm. see. But here's the thing. That is such a tough task to is ask it? Kevin Durant. Is it, though? Because think Ricky about it. Winmer. No, no, no. Think about it. Kevin uh, Durant's got Paul. If he gets the other Max guy that he wants, and Scott Perry goes, hey, you know what? We're going to get you. We're going to get this guy. You guys together. Who, we who, will come together. Which two players? Which mm-hmm. two players, so Kevin Durant and which other player, is going to win a championship I in New this. York with that roster? Well, and no, here's the thing. It could be, you could be Katie Kawhi. It could be Katie Kyrie. I don't really see working right now because, okay. like, you've got, you just traded for Dennis Smith Jr. And I like and Kyrie's going Dennis to Smith LA. Jr. No, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, you look at, he could still stay in Boston, let's be honest. Okay. Uh, um, but I'm just saying not, KD and whoever, whatever Max guy KD likes. To play with them. All right. I am going to then target, kind of like what LeBron and Magic are doing, let's target the guys that you want. Let's go after those guys those okay. vi- to fill out this roster because let's, if KD goes to New York with the max guy that he wants, the East is weaker. Let's, let's go. Like, they could make okay, an easier run there let's, than the West. Let's frame it this way. Even if they get Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. an ex-player, and fill out the roster with, mm-hmm. you know, veteran guys, mm-hmm. right? like Rajon Rondo, JaVale McGee level guys, how is that better than LeBron James and Kyrie Irving out West? How is that better than Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson out West? How is that better also to the fact that there's the huge thing well, in New Orleans that might be sent to L.A. on top of that? And so how would that be better than A.D., LeBron, all and you Kyrie can do, next year? All you can do if you're New York 
is put together the team that you're envisioning. And bringing KD with a max free agent is all you can think about because you can't worry about what the Lakers are going to do with AD because, let's be honest, the Knicks were also in talks to be heavy players to be trading. What if they still try to trade for AD and then those max players are AD and Kevin Durant? What do they have to trade for AD now? They still have Kevin Knox is still available. They can still trade. Frank is still available. They could flip Dennis Smith Jr. for all I care if they want. They still have pieces. Plus, if they want to get it done before the trade deadline, which I don't think which will happen, spoiler, but they still have a contract like Enos Cantor that they could move to fill up a, cap space. A package of Frank, Dennis mm-hmm. Smith Jr., and Kevin Knox would personally not get it done well, for and me. Draft compared picks to, because you're getting a well, ton from Dallas. Uh, of of course, well, of two course, from Dallas, and you might even have the number one pick. But mm-hmm. again, if we're talking just strictly players, I mean that I, that that package does not beat a possible Jason Tatum package from Boston if this carries into the offseason, and this doesn't beat mm-hmm. a possible Lonzo Kuzma. And I think it was well, Ingram package from Los Angeles. Lonzo, Lonzo would not be I, going. I, no, well, but the, the package that was there. proposed yeah, today exactly. was that it was going to be those guys, and then they would just have to move Lonzo, mm-hmm. or Lonzo would have to wait it out for the year and just be traded. And, We're and getting not, off this. We're moving away. I'm just saying. I'm not Dallas. saying that's beating it, but if I'm the Knicks, I gotta. You're gonna set your plan, and all you got to do well, is worry about executing it. I, and that, but my thing yeah. is, is that that is just such a huge wall to climb, is it not, Dave? It, it's you can't calculate the level of risk. Like mm-hmm. it's it's off the charts because there's no guarantees in at this point. Free agency at this point is a who you know game, mm-hmm. and they're gonna have to talk. And by they, I mean free agents before anyone agrees to anything in New York because it's like, hey. I might be interested in going to New York, but if I can't convince another Max free agent to go there, there is no way in the hell I'm going there well, on my own. No one's signing until KD decides. Well, that's the point. It, <laughs> and KD won't decide until Clay or Draymond decides. Well, all these guys talk, and I think that's the thing, is that unless two of them mm-hmm. decide, yes, we're, we're both good, we're both going to go there, and we're going to play with Kevin Knox, Dan Smith Jr., yep. and whatever top draft pick is still there, if they still have the pick, like that's what it's going to be. And I think that's asking a lot, because we've seen a lot of times... When there's teams with max money out there and they're not able to land anything and you just walk away with a bunch of B and C tier players. And that's mm-hmm. like you might end up just eating some short term contracts and be like, well, let's roll the dice again the next year. Let's try again. And that's what I'm afraid of. I think that New York would be awesome and it would be great to have top level talent back mm-hmm. in New York. But the odds are just so monumental. Well, and I don't want to take down New York and I don't mm-hmm. want people to think that yeah, I, no. I, ha- I hate New York. At I all. mean, but I'm you just, do. I know. I don't hate. I don't. I've never been to New York. Stinking I don't. Bulls I don't fan. know a ton. Of, yeah, I'm a huge Bulls homer. Uh, I was thinking though, if I if I did have to pick a team gun to my head, it's either between Denver or Dallas uh, right now. Yeah, yeah. That besides the point. It's Denver. Um, to break it down at least, just mm-hmm. to look at what if any of these guys would sign. We're mm-hmm. talking about KD. Let's start with KD first. We're looking at what he can possibly gain from New York, and the only thing would be winning that title for New York, mm-hmm. right? But he's not from New York. Yeah. So what does that mean to him? He's not from that. I mean, he's from Washington D.C., but he's not a he's not a Knicks guy. Mm-hmm. And then here's the other thing too: is the the market of of New York, the, the fact that I think the thing the rumor was if LeBron James went to New York last year, he could make a billion dollars, right? Look at where they're now moving. They're moving to San Francisco, which is not the market that uh, New York is at all. New York is the number one market for sure and clear. 
San Francisco is still a top five market. They're mm-hmm. moving to a better market. They're setting him up now to one of the biggest tech industries, booming tech industries in the United States. And you're also in a beautiful place in in, in, mm-hmm. Sac, uh, in in San Francisco where it's warm all the time. Like, what are the upsides to New York outside of the fact that you possibly could make a million a billion dollars? But that's also LeBron we're talking about mm-hmm. and not KD, who's still below KD. I don't know where he's getting sold there. And if you want to get rings, your best option is staying in uh, San Francisco with the Warriors and getting the max money. Then with Kyrie, Kyrie, you can get the max money mm-hmm. in Boston as well. And you possibly have the ability to bring in AD, who you're close with. Danny Ainge has been eyeing uh, Anthony Davis for a while. And yes, there's the report that AD possibly will not sign with any other team besides the Lakers. Mm-hmm. However, we heard that with Paul George, and Paul George is still in OKC. Well, and got- the other thing would be, I think that LA is more intriguing to Kyrie than Boston is because obviously him and LeBron have you know kind of stayed mm-hmm. close. Then we'll go back to uh, Ka- Ka- Kawhi and Toronto. I think Toronto has made themselves a great impression on, on Kawhi. I think he still has Los Angeles on his mind. Mm-hmm. What tie does he have to New York? And then you have probably Clay Thompson out there, and then you're just getting back into the B and C level guys. I got two last thoughts on this. The one is what you oh, just said. One more, Jimmy Butler. The other thing. That's the that's the one wild card. He is a me. wild card, but I, I still think he might take the max money in Philadelphia. Here, two things. Number go one, to go off of what you just said, yes, you will have to. And I'm looking just at KD. You're going to have to compete with the Warriors if you're the Knicks. But the thing, if I I am selling, if I am the Knicks, yes, if you just want to win championships and you just want to add those to your legacy, go to the Warriors. That's going to be your best bet. But if you want to do something that nobody else has done and put that stamp on your legacy, win a championship in New York, and for KD, it's not home, mm-hmm. but it's closer to home than San Francisco is, that's what I would sell him on. Would it bring him here? I don't know. I'm not KD. Number two, though, with Scott Perry, the Frank draft pick, this doesn't count because he got hired after the 2017 draft, but... If you look at his past draft classes, when he was in Orlando, which he was the assistant GM, Victor Oladipo, Aaron Gordon, Alfred Sacramento. Payton. Um, no, he was with Magic with the Magic. Mm-hmm. Then in April of 2017, signed with the Kings. That okay. July went to the Knicks. So he was never really with the Kings, maybe for their draft planning, but then went to the Knicks in that July. But you got Vic, Aaron Gordon, Alfred Payton, Mario Hazonia were the big Oof. draft picks that so. he had. Two out of four. And yeah. Two out of four is still good. I'll take that. And only one worked in the place he drafted. And the one that he had this year in New York, Kevin Knox, is working out pretty good, I would but say. But that, that was my other thing, too, is that, that Kevin Knox pretty much fell to him. Like, if you didn't pick mm-hmm. Kevin Knox at that point, you're an idiot. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm that he's still an idiot. Say, I'm just he saying. Still had other, he could have been the Clippers and took Jerome Robinson. And he wasn't <laughs> an idiot, and he didn't do that. Yeah. Um, I, I just want, my thing, mm-hmm. though, with the, the, the Knicks thing and, and KD is just like, and you were talking about, you know, the legacy part of that. Even if he goes to New York, it's not a guarantee that he wins. Oh, it's not. Like, I mean, but if there's KD, have... you got to believe that I am going to win and I'm going to bring this guy with me. Yeah, if he can't bring this guy with him, he's not going to win because no, the exactly. East is so stacked. And I, I don't care what but people say about but the East. that part's on KD. You still have Boston. You still have the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Those two teams are going to be Don't there. discount Indiana. Indiana is lost without Vic. So next but that's year. next year. Yeah, I say. So next year, they're in good position again. I think that the ETH, the ETH, the ETH. I think the ETH is absolutely <laughs> going to be competitive at the top. You still have the Sixers. If mm-hmm. they can add in mm-hmm. some depth out there, scary shit. But what so, if they lose Jimmy? 
they lose Jimmy, that means <laughs> they can that, sign somebody but else. But that's my other thing. Would just be then, then at worst, going back to that whole like you know X player, mm-hmm. just why they won't sign here. If Jimmy does sign there, then you're stuck with you know, you're, you're probably going to fast get Jimmy Butler and Clay Thompson. But yeah. I still don't see a reason why Clay Thompson would go to New York. Um, None. Let's get final thoughts on New York side of this because we still have Dallas to talk about, and I mm-hmm. love Dallas side of this. I'll say for my last thought on New York is at least it's a move in a direction. They've picked a direction. They're done with the like. You know, stuck in indecision land. I think Kristaps Porzingis and the front office have clashed enough times where mm-hmm. it's just, even though you may think he's, you know, the greatest, you know, thing, he's the unicorn, he's everything, he was awesome, you have to move on at some point. You need to clear the air. You need to pick a new direction for the franchise. And I think that having the confidence to go with a Kevin Knox, their draft pick this year, and go front or go top heavy into free agency and say, we know there's other teams with max money available, but mm-hmm. we're going to go out there and we're going to get two guys and we're going to do this and we're going to compete in the East next year. Like that takes some balls to do. So I will give their front office credit for at least choosing a direction at this point. And they got back some assets, obviously in Dennis Smith Jr. and in those two draft picks. So I'm I'm happy for them for that. I don't know what the chances are that they will land on the free agency, but I, I'm at least happy that they've made a move forward. Scott Perry, the ball's in your court, bud. Like you got to, as a... New York Knicks general manager, we know the goal, you know the goal, it's signed KD or bust at this point. Can you do it? That's what it comes down to. Can he do it and get KD to bring someone with him? Well, it's not only that, Ricky, because first off, he's going to have to deal with 14%. He mm-hmm. has a 14% odd to land Zion Williamson. <laughs> if he doesn't, it's going to make his job even much harder than it already is. And you already have to convince two of the top four free agents to come to your city. And you're going to be able to offer less money. You are going to have to sell them on a team that hasn't won since 1973. You're going to have to sell them on a coach that is generally inexperienced. Yes, he has had great experience as an assistant coach. He has made the playoffs once. But generally, he has been inexperienced. Two of his three seasons have not been in the playoffs. He got fired uh, midway through the season last year. So you're going to have to sell him on a coach that is not great. You have to sell him on one of the worst, if not the worst, owner in the NBA. I think you'd be struck, hard struck to find a worse owner than James Dolan. So you're going to have to... Bank on that 14% to win. I mean, the Clippers got a new owner, so, I mean, I can't say that. That was years ago. Ryan Storff. Ryan Storff's pretty good. Well, Ryan, uh, Ryan Storff We've had just, success is the problem. Like, we've had mid-tier success. You've had too much success. And it's all Michael now. Yep. Um, the thing with that, though, is you're going to have to sell him on a shitty owner. Mm-hmm. Then you're just stuck on that 14%. Because if you do not get Zion Williamson, mm-hmm. that's going to make your job harder. Because he is a guy that can transcend. This this whole Once thing. He's a guy games. that's pro ready. He's a guy that can step into the pressure of New York and, and and put up. He can step into playing with two stars and put up. I don't know if RJ Barrett's going to do that because he's going to need to be a guy who plays with the ball in his hands. Say, and if you're playing with two stars, he's not going to be able to do that. See, this is the thing. You keep talking, and then I add one more thing. Let's say they don't get Zion. They don't get they're the fucked. number one pick. That's what no, I'm trying to say. They're not because what if they work a deal before Boston can with the Pelicans? And the Pelicans get the guy they want it too. Could it happen? Yeah, there's about a one percent chance that that could happen. I'm not throwing up the zero. There's here, a chance that that could happen I, with Kevin Knox. With this, there's my, always a chance. He, here's my thing: is then Boston can say mm-hmm. we will give you all five of our first round picks, mm-hmm. or whatever they have. <laughs> they right now they have Sacramento's. Right now they have uh, Los Angeles Clippers, and then they have uh, their own. So right now they have three picks, and that's at mm-hmm. 18, that's at 23, and that's at tied for 13 right now for, for Sacramento. Right. You could say, take all these picks, 
and trade them. Trade them up. Trade them up. Go go give them to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Who Atlanta really doesn't need a star right now, and you're probably not going to get stars. Go go and trade back. Or, or, or go find a team that wants to move back and have three picks to add depth to this team. And here's the other thing, too, is Boston still has the ability to then say, here's Jason Tatum as well, who's or better than R.J. He, Barrett, who's better than John Moran. But if he plays well this year, Boston could, at the time they could trade for AD, can go, you know what? The offer has changed. Jason Tatum's no longer on the table. Like, that may happen. They're not going to do that. The other thing I will say, Rachel Nichols brought this up, and it's a point that I didn't think about with Danny Ainge, the thing with the Pelicans, would they then look at Danny Ainge and go, look at the offer he puts up and goes, all right, I don't trust him because of how he swindled every single trade, basically. The so Nets. you're, so you're not going to trust him because he's a good GM? I mean, B- Billy King got fired because he's a huge idiot. He didn't swindle him. He's a I moron. Know, but you look at that and you go, I if you believe you're going to be that guy that gets swindled by Danny Ainge and is on that bad side, you might not pull a deal with them. I'll go and bold with, and I'll just say Anthony Davis is trading before the deadline. Like, I don't think this even comes that's to the fine, but We're getting that yeah. tomorrow. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm like, just if, jumping the gun because I want yeah. this discussion to end it, so we can start talking about the Mavericks. Yep. I'm, I'm trying to get to that, but Mr. Let's face, won't let me finish final thoughts. My point is, is that it's 14%. If he doesn't get Zion, mm-hmm. it's going to make his job much harder. Then you're dealing with four free agents, and I don't think any of them really have a reason to sign in New York. Maybe I'm wrong, but his job's going to be much harder. Let's move now to Christoph Porzingis, who's now going to be a, a Dallas Maverick. Uh, looking at this, I do want to point out, uh, now, if you look at that 2015 NBA draft, number one pick, Carl Anthony Towns, stayed in Minnesota. Number two pick, D'Angelo Russell, is now in Brooklyn after being selected by the Los Angeles Lakers. Jaleel Okafor, selected by the Philadelphia 76ers, has now went to the Brooklyn Knights, who now went to the New Orleans Pelicans. Mm-hmm. You look at the number four player, Christoph Porzingis, went from the New York Knicks to the Dallas Mavericks. I'm in five, Mario Hazonia went from the Magic to the Knicks. These guys cannot stay in place. And I don't think any of them are not talented, maybe outside of Hazonia. I just find it crazy that you look at this top five, and these guys have not been able to find homes. Ricky, what I will ask you is, mm-hmm. why do you think Kristaps wasn't able to find a home in New York? And I will we'll keep the—has he found a home in, in Dallas uh, off for a little bit? We'll sidebar it. Ha, why, why hasn't he been able to find a home so far, uh, and especially in New York? I I don't think it has to do with Kristaps Porzingis. It has to do with the Knicks because when the Knicks drafted him, that was still Phil Jackson. That was still—and this is the thing that kind of— confuses me, um, but I understand it because just because you hated the guy coming in doesn't mean you can't fall in love with him. But think about the a range of emotions that Knicks fans have had with Kristaps. He's drafted, they hate him. He plays, they love him. Now he's traded, they hate him. Hate, love, hate. It's been like kind of on all sides of it. But with Kristaps, I just think he didn't, he was looking at it and went, hey, since I've been drafted, this organization has not known where they're going to go. And it's great. Like Dave said, you've picked a direction, but I got to look out what's best for me. And I don't fit your timeline. That's what I think it might have come down to is I don't fit your timeline. And who knows? Does a Kevin Durant want to come play? And I, I'm not saying this is his head. This is now me talking. Mm-hmm. Does a Kevin Durant want to play with a hobbled Porzingis? Where Porzingis probably just said, hey, what would be good for us is just give me a new scenery that I can go to. And that was it. It's just simple of, I don't match your timeline. 
Dave, I will say, looking at these guys that we did mention who were traded, Hazonia probably hasn't found his place. But you look at Julio Okafor, what he's been doing so far in New Orleans has been pretty impressive, much better than anything we saw in, in, from him in Philadelphia um, and him in Brooklyn. And you look at D'Angelo Russell, I mean, he's grown since moving from Los Angeles yeah. to uh, uh, Brooklyn. So now looking at Kristaps Porzingis, um, also do want to say D'Angelo is also part of a cap dump. You can look at Kristaps, and this is technically a cap dump because now you're freeing up you know, a ton of money to make a free agent push, and all you got is, out of it is Dennis Smith Jr. and and two firsts. Um, but do you think that Kristaps can rise like D'Angelo can? What else can we see from Kristaps? Is it just be healthy and that's all you need to do for your yeah. career? Or is it, mm-hmm. you know, there's another level to his game that you think can be unlocked? I would be surprised if he didn't get a little bit better uh, just because of his age. And if he gets more years of more healthy years under his belt, he can obviously build out his uh, toolkit a little bit further. But he was already a dynamic player. He's seven mm-hmm. three, aggressive in the low post. He has uh, an intensity in uh, any literally any time they're in a breakaway situation. Like he just runs the floor so well for a seven three guy. I think that his shot will continue to get better, and I think he landed in the perfect location. He's got half year mentoring from Dirk before Dirk moves to the front office probably. He's never going to leave the team. Just chain him to the Dallas <laughs> Mavericks situation. Uh, but hey, yeah, Dirk no. just put up 14 in New York, so Ooh. I mean, it could be a, a renaissance I for mean, uh, 2018, 2018 Dirk. Say, there's 10. a reason. Like, Dennis Smith Jr. had a triple-double, and they're like, yeah, let's, we'll just give mm-hmm. him to you. Just stay in New York, kid. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I think that I absolutely think that for uh, Porzingis, he really just has to get healthy and stay healthy. Like, I don't think he's I think there was like a stat that he's only played one game past March in his career. Really? You know, it's I, I fact check that on me because I'm just reading right at this point. But I think it's ridiculous that, you know, the situation Ricky was saying, you know, timelines don't match up or something. I think it is very much just that he felt like the franchise was middling. They had no direction. You know, it was always, well, you're hurt this year, so we'll get a better draft pick. Well, we're stuck in the middle. We're still good enough to not get a top guy to change the world. You know, they got Frank, but Frank was a developmental project. So he wants to win. And I think that going to a team with a a polished player like Luka Doncic, who is so young, like it's just it is perfectly lined up to have a distributing wing out there with him down low post. He has only played one career game in April. April, uh, April, April. It was in 2016-2017. Uh, he played one game in April. Um, I agree, though. I mean, you look at I, I just threw out the ability of, you know, can he grow just because, you know, we never know what his top could be because he was always right. the unicorn. We've when, seen when, him peak, and then peak. we've seen him down uh, um, really some bad stretches. But so. you look at his per 36 last year, and it was just ungodly numbers. 43% from the field, which can be better, um, especially for a 7-footer. Um, 39% from three, which is ridiculous. 79% from the from the line, which he's a better shooter than that. Mm-hmm. Um, you think that's going to get up. And then he's 7.3 boards, 2.7 blocks, and 25 point. <laughs> Uh, two points per game and that's gonna you know those percentages are gonna increase just when you have a better playmaker like uh Luka Doncic so I think the biggest thing that I take away from this trade is if Kristaps is healthy the Dallas Mavericks just robbed the Atlanta Hawks and the New York Knicks because you just got two superstars that are both under the age of I believe 25 yeah 24 even yep. uh Kristaps is going to be 24 uh come August 2nd Uh, this year so I mean you look at these two guys you have two superstars that are not in their peaks yet and if they can stay healthy and Luka can cut down on some of his weight this is a team that has the the you know the future in in front of them and all they need to do what's that how quickly did they rebuild exactly I mean they could they if Kristaps comes back this year 
If he comes back, let's say, after the All-Star break, I think right now they're four and a half games out of eighth place. I think they can make a run. What, what did they I lose? Shut up, I shut them down this year. What? Wh- why? I shut them down. You go the other way. I go the other way. You don't need to win this year. Here's, you get that pick back, okay. get a top five. Here's the thing that I would say with this is that he is frustrated in not playing and not mm-hmm. being a part of this Knicks team. I would rather keep Kristaps Porzingis and just get rid of the top five pick. I don't care. Because I have Kristaps Porzingis and I have Luka Doncic. But and if those two can work together, Chris, that's more important. Kristaps has already said that he's going to sign the qualifying offer. No, hold on. He took he that back. He took it back? Okay. Yeah. I saw one report from Shams, mm-hmm. and Shams has not deleted that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what Woe's that exactly is. In my yeah. mind. So right now... <laughs> I don't know what his mm-hmm. plan is. So if I'm the Mavericks and he's not sure and certain on staying, um, here's the thing. is If he signs the qualifying mm-hmm. offer, he's going to be a Maverick for another year. Yeah. But then he's going to be an unrestricted free agent, right? Yeah. If he doesn't resign, Mavs can match any offer that's thrown at him, which is probably better for the Mavs because they mm-hmm. lock him up. Yeah. But if he signs a qualifying offer, then that means they can go after a mm. big market free agent this year because exactly. you have Luca on a rookie deal, you have Kristaps on that qualifying offer that's very small, and then you just got rid of DeAndre Jordan's twenty four million. You got rid of Wesley Matthews; those are gonna be off the books anyways. And you look at Courtney Lee's contract; and it's twelve million. I think yeah. uh, Tim Hardaway's eighteen. There's nothing exorbitant but, on that 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 salary sheet for the Mavs. I so, just I feel like it's in the same. Kristaps is going to be this offseason in the same vein of um, Zach Levine. Where Zach Levine last year for us as Bulls fans, not you, Dave and I. Um, Thank you for clarifying. Well, I, I say it, and then they'll get confused thinking you're a Bulls fan. Um, but I should get a shirt that says not a not Bulls, a Bulls fan. fan. Hashtag not a Bulls fan. Um, but same thing, where Zach Levine, yeah, he played last year, but he was injured, coming off of an injury. And we were unsure until the Kings were like, here you go. And the Bulls were like, fuck, now we got to give him his money. Some team might do that. Some team that has cap space might say, hey, let's just throw an offer at them. And then the Mavericks have to match it. Like, if that'd I'm, be terrible. If I'm Kristaps, <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's terrible. But, like, <laughs> if I'm Kristaps, that's what I'm doing. Like, let a team offer you something to get the most money out of it. Because then no matter what team you're going to, you're going to be getting money. And well, as for the draft I, no, pick. No, and I agree with that, that mm-hmm. you should get the most money, yeah. especially with your injury history. I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah. That's why I was shocked that he the mention was of was just going to say qualifying offer. Exactly. You draft pick, though. The draft pick, though, I'm on the other side. Like, yes, I know it's intriguing to a fan base. Let's play for the eight seed. But let's be honest. Is this roster going to beat the Warriors? No, it's is not this, about or, that though. It, but yes, it is to me because no. if I'm not going, if I'm just going to go to the playoffs to lose to the Warriors and get a fifteenth or like in that late teens, below fifteen, basically pick, why? I'll go and play for, and of course, I wouldn't be them. It'd be Atlanta that gets it. But I'll go the other direction because right now, as of today, they're at eleventh, thirteen and thirteen and a half games back from the number one pick. They're three and a half out of seventh. So at with the tank, if you embrace it, you can get to seven, which increases your odds even of getting a top five pick, which top five, you get it back. I'm not saying go for number one. Even if you get five and can get one of those top five guys to add to Luca, to add to a Kristaps Porzingis, that would be better for you then to make the playoffs and then get a guy like what 14 or 15 and below i just 
I, I think we'll. Uh, there, there's two directions. Obviously, it's because <laughs> we talked about the drop off. You can either shoot for the playoffs or you can either either uh, go for the draft pick. Mm-hmm. What if you just then just help the Hawks though? What if you get screwed out of the lottery? And you get it's six a risk. Or seven it's and, a risk yeah. I'm willing to take. But why? What does this team need right now Be- from the draft that they do not have? Because the Hawks ha- like and no, 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 answer the no, answer that. Why can't they get that in free agency? Well, you're still they stuck with can. Harrison Barnes' contract. So, After a year. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, you've got Hardaway Jr. has a trade kicker on his, mm-hmm. so he'll be up to like $20 million now. Mm-hmm. Um, plus Harrison Barnes, obviously. So like Barnes will and, be up after this the next season. Yeah. He has a player option, but there's no way he's not taking it. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the thing. Is like You're stuck waiting a couple of years. I think I'm honestly on your side is just go for the playoffs. Luka Doncic could lead a team to the playoffs his rookie year. Or That is something special in itself right there. The cra- experience that he would get for the whole team. And, just, and here's the other thing. It's Dirk's last year. Yeah. Go for it. You have a revitalized team in Dallas. You have Luka Doncic, the most exciting rookie, an all-star snub, apparently, because he didn't make the he reserves. Did not. Um, not neither did Tobias Harris as well. <laughs> um, Clay did, which Clay's been like the coldest and hottest person at the same time. Yeah, he's, uh, he's still a warrior. Lamarcus did too. Um, that's besides the point. You have one of the most brilliant rookies I've ever seen mm-hmm. uh, right now. You have Dirk Nowitzki on his last legs. You have Chris Porzingis. This is a revitalized team right now. They haven't been this good since 2011 when they won the championship. Go for it. What are you missing out on? Because, yes, you can play for that top five pick, but you just need to win in the lottery. You need to, have, uh, you need to be a, a bottom three team. And then having that run in the beginning of the season and then having that letdown is just mm-hmm. going to be horrible. And then... What if that just means Kristaps takes that one-year qualifying offer? That's great, but it doesn't mean he's going to sign the next year then. I think you need to sell him on what you can do. And what Kristaps has been doing for the past four years has been losing. Go out and win. Go out and show him what the playoffs are like. Get him to a spot, or at least try to get him to a spot, that he's never been before. He's been at the bottom of the lottery before, and guess what? He didn't like it. He demanded a trade. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. You have two guys that can be superstars, and Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic. One of them, in my opinion, is already a superstar. And if one of them could stay healthy, he's a superstar as well. Go out and just play and just be a great team because Rick Carlisle can coach. This team can play. This team has a great bench. And now you just got rid of Dennis Smith Jr., who I think actually might improve this team because he's going to take the ball away uh, less from Luka, and Luka's going to ball handle more, um, which I think is going to be better for this offense. Go out and just go for it. There's nothing to lose outside of the possibility of maybe having a top-five pick. Yeah, I mean, it, a top-five pick just means so much, though. Mm-hmm. That's the problem these days. It's like Especially with this draft. Well, it's their, it's their only option. Like If you don't get top-five, you don't well, get no, a player. So. But I'm also saying, like... I oh, know that they wouldn't get it back, but like we've talked about draft. in our mock drafts, how there's a fall, there's a cliff to where I know, like I said, they don't get it back. But it comes. Here's the bigger question with it: Do you want a top five pick this year, or do you want your draft pick neck back um, in 2021? Because the well, no, 20, trade away the 2021. You okay, keep the 2020. Then the 2020 would be. Do you want that you pick, the, the or do you want a top five this year? Going to New York. Yeah. Do you want any of the top five this year, or do you just want your pick back next year? Yeah, that's I, a question. I don't. I don't know what what player is going to add to my team. The that problem I don't is the age is. grouping and the contracts. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only reason I look at the draft is because you've got mm-hmm. a 19 year old in Luca, you've got a 23 year old in Kristaps, yeah. and it's like if that's your core, that's fine. But those two guys are still very early. Kristaps, like you said, is either going to get 145 million dollars or he's going to get five million and then get whatever mm-hmm. the people yeah. are going to give him based on his injuries and based on what he can produce. So I think that contract wise, it would be. 
excellent. It would be great if they could get that top five, but there's no way that they can lose enough games to get a guaranteed top five pick. So you're you are playing against the odds at that point. So I, I would go with make the push, go for the playoffs, and just see what you can do. Like if if Luca plus uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., who's just a straight up upgrade over Wesley Matthews on the offensive end, like he's got more firepower now. Let's see what they can do. I'm just curious to see what he can do with his new shiny weapons out there. That's really it. And, and it's a contract they might have for two more years, unless they move him. Who? Tim Hardaway. Because yeah. he's under contract next and year I, and then the year after. I don't see a way they can move him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see a team that Probably would want to take him and then you just got, got, well, his got last rid of year. His last year will be the, do you want mm-hmm. cap money to soak? Yeah, and, and that would be deal. that as well. I mean, maybe even Harrison Burns turns in, in that's into that next year as well. Harrison's um, a decent player, and that's the thing. Is like, yeah, well, I think Tim Hardaway, the same vein. Tim yeah. Hardaway is not a bad player either. Yeah, like I think Tim Hardaway coming off the bench is going to be a, an interesting piece. He might be in the <laughs> he starting line. Start, yeah. uh, most likely, he's a straight place for West. Yeah, it's going to be Luca, then uh, Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway, then uh, Harrison, then most likely uh, good old KP when healthy, and then uh, throw in Dwight Powell as the five. <laughs> or you do uh, Maxi Maxi Kleber? Probably Kleber for floor spacing. Uh, but if you have KP. And Harrison Barnes and Tim Hardaway Jr. All the spacing. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, they, they really don't have a true five anymore. Mm-hmm. But that's fine. So I, I just think that throw, throw out little uh, Antetokounmpo. Well, here's here's yeah, you could do that. <laughs> uh, what would be the thing they need then in this draft that you're so hell bent on that they need a top five pick? Oh, I'm just with me. It's not anything like a, oh my god, you need this. It's just a well, which, rich, which top five prospect think, outside of Zion? But here's what you want on my that team. Rick who works here? I would take Cam. I, any of the ones that fall. Like I would no, even which take ones, a Jared Culver. Which one's the best in outside of Zion? Which one's the best for their team? Looking at the way that this roster is made up, which is the best for their team? In the your opinion, best for their team is if I'm hoping for a number five because I'll just go baseline. I'm assuming all three Dukies and Jaws going to be gone. I'd take a Jared Culver, a guy who can shoot from beyond the arc. Who we've talked about his but the defense, ball needs to be his hands. and just add it to him, and maybe you can. That's like, why I don't think he would be a great fit. Because it depends I think, on. Or watch, you I'm go watching with him the, at Texas Tech, and he is not efficient with the ball of his hands. He gets lost on offense. He doesn't mm-hmm. keep up with his rotations. I think that, that they have to go for someone who is a standout shooter. You're and I mean, you could work like, and that's the thing is, do you think you can work with him on that? Because just because you're this way in college, true, doesn't mean that's what you're going to be in the pros. Like they could, they could if they got. Him, if they got Kevin Porter Jr., like if they got any of these guys that we talk about at five, that would be better than getting nobody. In my but mind, but here's the but you, it's such a hard gamble because <laughs> if you do not get a top five, then you're just hurting yourself and losing that trade, that Luca trade. You mean you're because just giving then you more just, money or you're giving more playing time to Dirk Nowitzki? Is that all I'm all, <laughs> that's all I'm hearing? Well, that and then also because <laughs> that, 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 that Luca trade turns into Trey Young and it's true. You know, I mean, like a like a Kevin Porter Jr. to a a Trey Young and then like uh, I don't know, fuck, who would be like a the Dar- only, no, not even Darius. The only reason like, I'm not thinking about that is the Hawks are in the East. If I'm the Mavs, I'm not worried about the Mikhail, Hawks. Walker, in the Alexander, East. someone like, in that range. I got Luca. That's all I care about. Jackson if I'm the Mavs. In my mind, but, if I'm a Mavs fan, so you have, I won. I got Luca. So you have Luca. So they just go for the playoffs. Enjoy Luca. You're gonna enjoy Luca more in the playoffs. I, I'm I'm greedy. The rich like He's the rich get richer. Right yeah, now. basically go for that top five, I, and if I lose Dirk's out, playing on forty four minutes a night. I, I would rather <laughs> top five, four, five top forward. Five, five forward. <laughs> I would I would rather top see ten, top ten. them go I'm after sorry. it. Um, some things that we should I clean up well. uh, with this is just uh, yep. the fact that um, Dennis Smith Jr. is in the trade. 
Mm-hmm. And we, we didn't talk about it much. When we talked about New York, we talked about the free agency part of it. Um, so Dennis Smith Jr. in New York, we mentioned him playing alongside Frank. Trey Burke's also in the deal uh, as well, going to Dallas. I yep. think I mentioned that, but uh, not a huge thing. Going to be bench. Uh, Going to be you know probably a fill-in for J.J. Barea. Yeah. Um, I think probably you know similar players, smaller guys, uh, can drive a little I bit. Mean, J.J.'s got about. a lot more experience in uh, veteran oh, savvy. For but sure. But at I mean, least like, he's, he's comparable enough prototypes. to give him time. Yep. Yeah. Um, but going into this, what is Dennis Smith Jr.'s future in New York in your mind, Dave? Because we talked about it uh, a little bit ago when you know tra- his name popped up in trade rumors. We said, "Hey, fucking just swap Frank and Dennis Smith Jr." Yeah. It didn't work out when you guys picked them before, so just flip them and see if they, <laughs> they have the better uh, you know playing time. Both. Of them. Uh, yeah. Yep. Now they have both of them. So, what are your thoughts on Dennis Smith Jr. in New York? I think that he can absolutely work out in New York on this team. Uh, ball in his hands the rest of the season. He's going to look pretty good. He's got Kevin Knox to dish out to. Uh, Scoring-wise, you already mentioned how they're getting rid of Tim Hardaway Jr., who was their leading scorer. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Courtney Lee was a nice addition just being an outside shooter, so him being gone as well might hurt their spacing. But I think this team is very much... Uh, Real quick, just thought yeah. of this. What if Courtney Lee goes into the starting lineup? Luke at the one, Courtney Lee at the two, Tim Hardaway Jr. at the three, Harrison at the four, KP at the five. That probably would work better. Because I, I don't like Dwight Powell at five all the time anyway. Continue. He's bench guy. Um, but I think that because, and this is going to sound as a backhanded compliment, because New York doesn't really have an offensive system, it just turns into a lot of iso ball and a lot of whoever has the ball in their hands go score, as we've seen from Lonzo Trier, as we've seen from uh, Trey Burke, as we've seen from Emmanuel Moutier. Like, they don't run a complex offensive system. They are not a pass-heavy team which does favor Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith is a creator. When the ball is his hands, he can be explosive taking the ball in the paint. He can dish out, but most likely, ball in hands, he's going to try to put it in the bucket. I think that benefits him this year. My concern is next year. When it comes to that, let's try to add stars. If they do land stars on this team, what becomes his role? And that is where I I, I start to get concerned because you know, if they do land a Kyrie, then he's leading the second unit. He could be a good second unit guy, but I mean that's that's still a pretty low bar to have him at then. If he is, you know, a, a top ten pick in the draft and he's going to lead up your second unit, but um, you you would get Kyrie, so no one's going to complain in New York. Uh, if you land up two wing players or a two and a three guard, you know that could work out okay. But I still don't like the fit. I think that's the problem with me is he's not amazing enough on his own to be a number one in the NBA on a good team. Yeah, like. That's where I, I, I hit my mental wall of mm-hmm. you're an athletic point guard who is explosive. You're basically a worse version of Kemba at this point in my mind. And it's taken Kemba a long time to get where he's at, where his shot from the outside is falling consistently. We had the monster month of yep. Kemba earlier this year. And, and he's cooled off. He has cooled off considerably since. But I see him in that same mold, and I just get concerned about, you know, you. I don't think a team can be successful with you as a number one option. So when we add other options... Where does your role fall to? Well, and I think the Kemba one is a, is a very good comparison. And the one thing, too, is it's at least coming out of college when they were around similar ages. Uh, I don't know how old Kemba would be uh, at, in 2011, um, but most likely he's probably around Dennis Smith uh, Jr.'s age right now. Um, the thing that you look at with Kemba is Kemba had more of a complex game at this point at this age than Dennis Smith Jr. did. We, we talked about this last time we talked about Dennis Smith yeah. Jr. What basketball skills do you have? And Kemba had that ability to hit from the mid-range and attack and use that as a massive weapon in his game. He was a great free-throw shooter as well, shooting like 81% in his senior year. He was going to line 7.7 times per game. So that's something that he was doing great was 
go driving, attacking the lane, and drawing contact. Dennis Smith Jr. has not drawn contact considerably in his time in the NBA. He doesn't have that mid-range game. Right now, he's an athlete. And how is it going to help him develop? And, you know, you look at the guys that they brought in. Trey Burke has had a nice renaissance once he came over to New York. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier as well. He's been a better player since coming over to New York. Um, so maybe there is something in the water for, you know, guys getting reclamation projects in New York. But I just don't see it happening for Dennis Smith Jr. to turn into a star. Now, I think he'd be a very good player. But I don't know if he's ever going to be anything outside of a six-man uh, because I don't know where he would fit in a starting lineup, per se, because he's not going to be a deadly shooter from the outside. He's not going to be a great defender like Frank is. He's not going to be a guy that can distribute the ball like, let's say, Alonzo Ball can. He's just going to be a guy that can possibly put up points for you. But if you're getting a Kevin Durant and pairing that with, uh, let's say, a Jimmy Butler so you don't have positional over- overlap, um, and you have a Zion Williamson as well, well, then you have Dennis Smith as your fourth option, which sounds great, but how is he going to work in an offense? So... That's my biggest question, Ricky. Let's say they get all this stuff. Let's say they get mm-hmm. Kevin Durant. Let's say they get, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler. They get Zion Williamson. How would Dennis Smith fit in with the stars that Dave's bringing up? I think that if if you're thinking about free agents, I don't want to say that it's impossible because anything is possible. Yeah. Kevin Durant or Kevin Garant, or Garnett. Garnett. I got Durant on the mind. Taught me that. Anything is possible. Anything is possible, even though even though he screwed up that line. But I kind of want to say Kyrie to the Knicks is off. That's off the table. I because think. anything, like if you're yeah, going to yeah. get Kyrie, yep. you'd be stupid to say no to that. But I think that unless Kevin Durant comes in and goes, I want Kyrie, I think that Kyrie is kind of off the table because Dennis Smith, then you could look at and say, he can be our future point guard. The Why? Other... You're gonna turn down the prospects. Here's the thing Here's of Kyrie. The... Well, no, I'm saying if Kyrie's there, I'm taking him. I'm not saying no to Kyrie. Okay, that's why I want. But clarify. I'm not actively pursuing. Like Kyrie Irving isn't like, oh my god, we need him because I have Dunn Smith Jr. See, who's gonna develop? This is different. However, this is of... different. I just want to cut it mm-hmm. with the New York Knicks. They need to have that urgency with all four of those big guys. They need to have the urgency of we need to get them. I think there's a different one on the table and. I worked it out here. The picks would be included. Oh, Jesus. I'm not going after. And this all has to determine about the Celtics. Okay. I'm going after Anthony Davis. I'm offering Frank. I'm offering Dennis. I'm offering Kevin Knox. And then for making the salary work, you'd throw in Lance Tom- Thomas and Mitch Robb with draft picks for Anthony Davis. Yes, I know that would not beat a Celtic, like a full blown out Celtic offer. But I'm going after that. And for Kevin, like, if you make that trade by, like, on draft night, if you make that trade going into free agency, that tells Kevin Durant, oh, we got Anthony Davis, and that shakes up free agency. Not saying it's going to happen, but if they get the number one pick and they go, you know what? Zion's great, but he's still a rookie. We're going to get AD. And they throw the Zion pick in there. Then New Orleans gets a guy like Zion to carry their, like, give their franchise some hope. They've got something to believe in with Zion. That's why we were talking about the Knicks. Mm-hmm. I kept bringing up 14%. Yeah. Because what if you don't get the number one pick? And you're still, not getting Zion, and then that, that means less hope to New Orleans. And it I makes still your package think, less. I still think with, two, with a top three pick, you could still make it enticing, a package enticing to... The Pelicans, because I think Zion will work, 
I think well maybe not Ja because they got um, Drew Holiday, but I think R.J. Barrett could well, work there. The three pick if they got the three, that'd be like okay. Now you really got to sweeten that pot. Drew likes to play off ball, so I don't think mm-hmm. him and Morant would be the worst combination. Then you throw um, in RJ, Ja, and Zion. Though Any of those three then could work in New Orleans, plus future picks as well. I just, I don't, I, I and then if you get AD. He's already said, he, I mean, it's, it's his agent and it's, he's mm-hmm. saying, she's mm-hmm. saying kind of garbage, but like going to play in LA in 2020. Are you willing to bet that you can lock him down long term mm-hmm. for that package? I've got I've got him for what two more years after this. If I bring One in more. if I bring in Kevin Durant and they win games, that could change everything. Go back to the Lakers. Go back to PG thirteen. They did not trade for him. He was happy in the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Didn't even give the Magic that option. The Knicks could be the same thing with AD. I, I agree with that because we're seeing with the same thing with Kawhi, um, at least for that part. I, I'm not buying this whole mm-hmm. AD's only signing with LA garbage, and we'll get to that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. However, this is nice to talk about what ifs. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the what ifs if everything goes wrong. Mm-hmm. All right. What if they do make that trade for AD, right? They yep. bring AD, they trade away the th- their three young players. Mm-hmm. and Well, they would have to. Let's say Zion Williamson. So they trade away Zion Williamson. Frank, Dennis Smith Jr., and Kevin Knox mm-hmm. for Anthony Davis, right? Mm-hmm. What if Kevin Durant is more interested in just winning a ring automatically and staying in Golden State? What if Kyrie Irving's more partial to the money in Boston? What if Kawhi Leonard really likes the way Toronto's going and doesn't have to change his address, doesn't have to do anything, and will still be the best team in the Eastern Conference? And then what if Jimmy Butler still looks at this young team full of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and just says, I want to continue here. I've been changing so much. I want to build a legacy somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then you're just stuck with AD only. And then AD leaves. That would be the worst stretch of moves that I've ever seen from a franchise. You trade Kristaps Porzingis, and you are left with nothing. So I just want to say, that would be a possibility. Because then you're also trading everything that you, you're most likely trading those picks away from Dallas that you got as mm-hmm. well in that trade. You're left with nothing. That's how... People just stop being fans in New York, and they move across the river and I go mean, to Brooklyn. I mean, there'll still that, be fans. What's that? There'll still be fans. There would still be people. I mean, I, I've around. seen people today burning Kristaps jerseys, which yeah, is stupid. Yeah, but they're just those but people I'm just, are idiots. I'm just saying, people burning Kristaps jerseys. Mm-hmm. I've seen people just say like their hearts broken. Like Nick fans consistently have gotten beaten up, and if you give them the hope of getting Anthony Davis and then flop on everything else. The worst moves that you've you've ever seen. And mm-hmm. then you just ruined a franchise in two years. There's two ways to play this. You can be conservative. You can be aggressive. The only way you're getting KD is if you go aggressive. No, I'm not saying but 100% you, aggressive, but you got to go aggressive. You can't well, be conservative. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be aggressive. Mm-hmm. I'm just laying that out as a potential as a possibility. Outcome. There's a possibility that you get Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant and you bring a new you know, a championship home to New York since 1973. It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. 100%. And that's why, again, I don't have strong feelings about this trade mm-hmm. on the New York side. You know, I, I think trading away Kristaps definitely has its, you know, negatives. And Kristaps and was a great piece to build around, um, and it's going to definitely hurt your ability to bring in free agents. Then again, also having $77 million in cap space is very nice, and I think there are pieces to sell uh, free agents on New York. End. However, if you do just get rid of all of that, I think that people would stop being fans. If you got rid of every part of hope and you're stuck with fucking, let's see, uh, who would even be on that team uh, after well, that? Well, it would be, it would be think about it. You would Emmanuel Moutier? But wait, <laughs> like, you'd have Anthony Davis, 
still the two max slots that you would free up because you're not taking away that money with AD. Who are you you're just the max trading to KD. You're still the plan no, is I'm still saying, KD and someone no, else. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, my thing was that that if what if every everything can go right for them mm-hmm. and they can get all that, but what if everything goes wrong for oh, them? I, is and, what I'm saying, and that's the so thing. you have, have two to... max spots that are just sitting there and wasting away, and of that course, might go to you know Derek Favors. I'm looking pie in the sky, but I mean, think about it. If you if they traded for AD on draft night, then we don't have a Dennis Smith or a Frank problem. I can bring in I can bring in Kyrie. Could you imagine Kyrie, KD, and AD? No, it'd and be fun. It'd be fun of, but uh, but like, we're, only, we're only dealing in what ifs is what mm-hmm. my point well, is exactly. right now. Exactly. So we don't like, know there KD be or AD of, or Kyrie, what they're thinking. No, I'm just, I'm just saying that there could be what ifs of great things mm-hmm. and what ifs of bad things. And yeah. I think that's all we're dealing with in New York right now. And I think Dennis Smith's a big what if. I think Frank's a big what if. Uh, Kevin Knox is more of a for sure thing. Um, really liked what he's done so far. Yeah. And and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with New York. And we're only going to learn more and more uh, as time develops right now. Um Let's give grades, and then we'll we'll wrap this up, and, and we'll we'll push it off to tomorrow. Where we're talk about Anthony Davis, talk about Lonzo Ball, and other things. Mm-hmm. I think so. Uh, Dave, give us your grades. Solid, uh, solid B plus for the Mavs. I think it they, they took a swing. They're potentially getting you know a fra- another franchise star. Mm-hmm. So B plus on that one. There is some risk involved. He is injury prone. Yeah, he may not sign long term. Why not an A? I think it, I think it's the the unsurety about long term. It's either he could keep being plagued by injuries and it could never pan out mm-hmm. or he could decide that he's going to take a you know a chance on himself and go into unrestricted free agency and see if there's a team he'd prefer to join for max money um you know i do i think that he's more likely to do that no but it's it's a unknown still and you're still set up for success but b plus i think it's solid and for the next probably only b minus like i think it's good to move on and like i said i'm glad they cleared house they're taking a chance at potentially bringing in two max frasians. You know, the likelihood of that is low, but there's still a chance to do it. So good luck. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've got talent uh, in Kevin Knox and a first round pick in Desmond Jr. at least. And I still think Frank's going to be a good NBA player. You just need to let him mm-hmm. have you know, mm-hmm. an offensive system. The big problem with him is he was most successful playing alongside KP mm-hmm. as his one. So I don't know how that his future is going to go. Ricky, before I go to you, mm-hmm. um, I have the same grades. So that's the one thing that I, I, I think you're going to differ from us, and I, I really want to hear your opinion. I, uh, so I, did, I just didn't want to ruin the mojo. Yeah. I'm giving Dallas a B plus. I'm giving New York a B minus because, again, I don't. I, I would probably even give New York a B just because I love the idea of a fresh start, and you mm-hmm. have $77 million to find that fresh start. I love that idea. I think that's a smart idea. And you have Coming a lot from of someone pieces. who's been with millions and millions of dollars in free agency mm-hmm. and walked away Not with billions and billions. Yeah, nothing. Walked away with a whole bunch of nothing <laughs> yeah. and regret. That's mm-hmm. when LeBron goes to South Beach. That's where he takes yeah. his talents to South Carlos Beach. Carlos Boozer, people. Um, you know, so I, I just. And then Zach Levine and Jabari Parker. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's. And we're going to be doing it again this year. Uh-huh. And Jabari, so this isn't a bulls topic. Jabari, yeah. Jabari, we're done. Just saying, you're not locked into anything. And my, my, that's my thing is like it's it's a fresh start, but it's also a gamble. And that yeah. B can turn from a B to an F, or that B can turn from a B to a fucking A plus. Because if you get yeah. KD and, and Kyrie Irving and hell, maybe even Anthony Davis <laughs> on top of it, uh, that that immediately turns into an A plus. Absolutely. But that's a lot of what ifs. Uh, so I, I would give them a B to a B, B minus. And then the thing with uh, Dallas too, if they're able to keep Kristaps Porzingis for a long time, and you have Luka Doncic and Kristaps. Porzingis, and it doesn't matter what happens this year with that pick. Um, those two as a centerpiece, 
very, very nice. And you're going to have a lot, a lot of cap space. And that's an owner that will pay the luxury tax if a big free agent wants to come there. And we don't know what big free agents are going to be there in 2020 because I don't think they're going to be mm-hmm. – they're possibly not going to be in play for anyone's uh, this year. Uh, looking at you know 2020, though, that's where Dallas is going to add that third star onto this team. Uh, but, Ricky, what are your grades for both teams? With the Mavs, I'm the same as you. I'm going to give it – I'm not giving pluses or minuses. I'm just going solid letters. I'm going to give them a B because – they're a team that could eat up some cap, take in a uh, Courtly Lee, take in a Tim Hardaway Jr. They get the prize of KP and have him with the restricted free agency um, tag on there. For the Knicks, though, I'm giving them an A. And the reason being, they get rid of the big contract in Tim Hardaway Jr. They get rid of another bigger contract in Courtney Lee. They fresh start, you know what, we don't have to deal with the KP thing, but because KP's in the deal, we're getting two first-round draft picks coming mm-hmm. our way, which even if they're later on, those are on top of ours. I can deal with those on top of our picks. And they set themselves up nicely in free agency to go after KD and player B. And that's do-or-die Bust. It's KD or bust this offseason, and at least they know that's where they're going. They have it open, and they have that plan. If they bust, are you still giving it an A? I mean, if they bust, it would obviously not be an A, but it, right <laughs> well, now, no, but they my, set my themselves idea is, up for it. Is, 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 the, is it, you took the risk, and that's mm-hmm. all that matters. So that, that's, I mean, hey, you missed on you the, risk, to you, the risk, but you still took the No, the, the, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Could, could it still be an A because you just took the risk? Yes, because that's if you still have... If you still have Tim Hardaway Jr. and Courtney Lee come free agency, it'd be a lot harder to be in a position to get Kevin Durant. So even if they whiff on Kevin Durant, I'd still keep it as an A. I know all the favor acts are going to be uh, upset at me all the that what? I mentioned. The favor acts uh, are going to be upset that I mentioned that uh, Derek Favors uh, oh. is going to be a free agent this year. Uh, that is, uh, that's false. He's going to be a free agent in 2020. So mm-hmm. uh, just a little correction corner here. <laughs> uh, also want to give a shout-out to our boy Jake. Uh, he called the Dallas thing. About 20 minutes before it happened, because uh, we saw the tweet that came out that X, you know, I think it was the Raptors, Spurs, uh, Bucks, and some other teams are interested in uh, yeah. KP, and then he's like, "Dude, Dallas," and I was like, <laughs> "I was like, that would be sweet." I was like, "There's no way that's happening though," and then it happened. So uh, shout out to Jake. Um, that's gonna do it though. We're going to be back tomorrow. Uh, should be a fun what, time. What? Talking about Anthony Davis, talking about Lonzo Ball. Um, I think we need to find a third topic now uh, with the KP mm-hmm. one uh, being ruined, but we'll find something. Uh, to plug in. But just to plug this stuff, because we haven't yet um, through this podcast, uh, check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash mostvaluepodcast. Uh, you can find uh, all, all of our things out there, uh, any videos that we post. Um, you can talk to us on there, or you can even see uh, when you rate us on iTunes. Uh, we do want to give shout-outs. Uh, first off, uh, to sunghin86, that's S-U-N-G underscore H-Y- UN86, I believe his name is Sam. Uh, shout out to Sung. Uh, he gave us a review on every single podcast we, on iTunes. We even gave um, him a shout out on the TOK. Yeah, awesome guy. So uh, we give you another shout out on the fast break. Uh, but we also got uh, a review on from the fast break from William Soul, uh, C S W H I R S 
H, uh, so C. Wisher. Uh, then we got one from Eric Chap 79 and then uh, JXH4, who I think we've given a shout-out to before. But we got five reviews uh, from uh, on the fast break, so I do want to give a shout-out uh, to those guys for helping us out. Is that a piston shoe? Yeah, it is. It's, it's, okay. it's a good piston shoe. This yeah. is what they're wearing tonight. Ugh. <laughs> It's so um, good. It's, but follow Detroit Pistons, you'll see it. If, if you do want to uh, follow, if you do want to review us uh, on <laughs> iTunes, please do so. It, it means the absolute world to me. Uh, I, I saw it at like 3 a.m. and I was ready to like cry. I was like, people listen to us. Uh, so thank you for doing that. If you if you have, and also check out patreoncom slash podcast. Uh, we're getting into February, so that means we're gonna have more patrons coming on, like Jake, mm-hmm. uh, like Bill, and like Pat, and uh, probably hopefully Z uh, as well. Uh, I miss that guy talking about the Suns. Uh, but that's gonna do it for the fast podcast we'll be here tomorrow uh thank you for listening and we will see you next time thank you for listening to this mvp podcast follow us on twitter at most valuable pod for more great podcasts